Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Real Life, I'm excited you guys are here. Who's excited to be here? You guys live out there? I heard an amen from the back. Is that Brian? No. <laughs> So picking on Brian a little bit, uh, we went to this conference last couple days. We're, we're good there, okay. Went to this conference last couple days called Stronger Men and uh, down in Springfield, Missouri. And it was an awesome time. And in uh, my highlight for me, and this is not a spiritual thing, but there was a lot of cool spiritual stuff to talk about in a second. But uh, highlight for me is when uh, Scott Germain, uh, we did this little squat attack uh, room, whatever, and uh, he mistaken me for an enemy and we were playing airsoft and he shot me in the back numerous times and then lied about it for a couple days and finally admitted somehow to me that he'd shot me. So I got lit up with a, a clip of, or a magazine of 50 from the front, and then Scott was shooting me from the back and pretended somebody else shot me. So um, always a blessing. So Stronger Man, that's how you start the conference. Just accident till accident. Yeah, he's, he's claiming that, right? That, that's how you become a stronger man. Just go there, just get beat up, and uh, you become stronger. So um, another awesome memory or awesome time, I guess, is the announcers on stage uh, just this was so classic, but um, they basically had the M- MMA fights, and uh, there's three announcers, two of which were just guys on staff at James River Church, so there's, they're not fighters, and there's a UFC fighter that's helped commentate for him in the middle, and so one of the announcers is like, hey man, can you, can you kick me? And he's like, sure, what do you mean hit you? He's like, in the face? He's like, no, nah, how about right here in the thigh? And so, you know, these are standing there, big guys, like 6'4", 280-something, and the, this UFC fighter just kind of backs up and wham, just destroys this guy. I mean, knocked him over, caught him, and I mean, he, it's like, what, the whole audience, 8,500 people, whoa, <laughs> you know? It's like, what just happened? Like, that's crazy. And this guy's like, I got no words. And he's just trying to get off that stage without crying, and I thought paramedics were going to come in and save this guy. But honestly, it was a great time. Uh, just, just really the word of God just being spoken over us from some of the greatest communicators in the world. And just, you know, God was moving in my heart and moving the hearts of the guys there. So if you went to Stronger Men, uh, would you guys stand up, put your hand up? Where are you guys at, Stronger Men guys? Give these guys a hand. So Brian, Brian in the back led this trip, so give him a big hand. He did an awesome job doing it. Thanks, Brian. You're, you are the stronger man, the er. The stronger man. Oh, strongest. Okay. Strike the ground, Brian. Strike the ground. You had to go watch it if you didn't make it. So uh, anyway, I want to start with a story, share a story uh, of a man that was ill. Um, he knew something was wrong inside, inside of his life. Like, he just felt like he was sick. He ended up going to the hospital, uh, checked him out. It's like, man, something's weird here. He started running a bunch of tests. And, you know, after a bunch of extensive testing, uh, the doctor comes back and pulls his wife out of the lobby, out of the waiting room, and talks to her individually and says, hey, look, I got some bad news. Um, this guy's a really, really rare form of disease. Uh, it's going to take a lot to help him. And if you don't make the changes now, now he's going to die. And so the wife is like, hey, what do I got to do? Doctor's telling her, hey, look, you've got to change his diet. Uh, we're going to put him on chemo, but he's got to have a very regular diet. She's going to cook for him every day. Uh, you've got to make sure that nutrition is right. You've got to cut out all these different things. But here's the harder part. You've got to make sure everything's really sanitary in your house. You've got to make it a very clean environment. Uh, if you don't change this up, uh, you can be very prone to disease, very, get sick easily, and pass away. And so she comes out of the waiting room, or into the waiting room to see her husband. The husband's just anxious. He's nervous, obviously. Hey, babe, what did the doctor say? Say, hey, I got really bad news. You're going to die. <laughs> You're just going to die. <laughs> Is this going to come down to that? Like, it's over, you know? Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not doing that. I mean, kind of a corny story, but, you know, we have that times in our lives, right? We're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. 
I'm not doing that. And, you know, for me, like, you know, you kind of add to sometimes, you're like, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm talking about. There's something stinky in that trash can. I'm not taking that out. Like the litter box. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not doing that. It's like three months later, like, oh, I got to do that, you know. So we have these moments where we're like, hey, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to change that. And so if I want you to reach out to your neighbor, do a little experiment here. Just, just reach out and touch your neighbor and say, hey, I'm not doing that. And see, all y'all, point in case right there. I'm not doing that. <sighs> you know, like, I'm not touching my neighbor. Like, it's freaky, dude. And so, hey, we're in the middle of a message series called To Love Like Jesus, and uh, really just looking at the irrational, crazy things that Jesus did to love people. And uh, last week, we looked at how Jesus forgave sinners, how Jesus forgave people like me, people like you, that Jesus loved us radically. And it was cool. It really touched my heart last week, uh, just really personally. I just want to thank so many of you guys that really made some changes. I had so many awesome conversations, uh, just that making a change to, hey, I've been, I've been uh, sinned against. You know, somebody, I took an offense. Like, I've been wronged, and, and I forgave that person. I, I'm just going to give it to God. And it was really cool to see all that, what God did through that. So uh, this next week, we're really excited to dive in about Jesus breaking bread, really about being in community with one another. One another. I mean, really just loving people. Uh, so often we just walk through life and it can be the most lonely road. You know, me, me and Netflix, we got it going on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you, to have other people around us that truly care about us is an incredible thing. So I'm really excited about next week. So today we're going to jump in, uh, talk about Jesus washing feet. Jesus washing feet, just how Jesus serves humanity, how Jesus served us. So if you ju- jump in your Bible, being a, we'll start in John verse, uh, chapter 13, verse 1, 2. This is what John says. In his, in his book about Jesus, says, It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to his Father. So, don't you imagine, this is literally the day before the crucifixion. You can imagine the emotion, the passion, just the anxiety, the tension, and that Jesus would be feeling in this moment. And this is what goes on to say, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. This is a love that Jesus has for his disciples and all people. It says the evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And I just want to unpack this a little bit. What is kind of going on in this upper room, this Last Supper kind of moment? And so if you back up to Monday, uh, into the, in the beginning of this week, uh, Jesus goes into the temple, and uh, if you know the story, he flips over all the money changers, and he casts out the thieves, and he says, hey, look, this is a place of worship. And I was talking to Tommy this week, and he said that was a temple tantrum. And I thought, okay, we're never going to use that joke, but I just used it, and it went over bad, so that's why I didn't use it. Um, <laughs> Okay, perfect. So Tuesday, Jesus, he's just, he gets in a fight with the religious leaders. And I mean, go Jesus, right? He gets a big fight with the Pharisees. Wednesday, he really didn't say what's going on. And Thursday comes, and Jesus is in the secret upper room area. He's hanging out with his closest friends. He's hanging out with his disciples. He's beginning, he's prepared for the crucifixion happening the next day. He begins to tell them about how his body's going to be broken like this bread, and he's gonna, his blood's going to be shed like this wine. He's beginning to really express to them that he's leaving. In the middle of this moment, like Jesus is feeling it. His disciples get into an argument about who's the greatest. Who's the greatest, Jesus? Who's the great? I'm the great. John, you know, you're the one I love. You know, I'm the greatest. You got Peter. I walked on water. I'm the greatest. And, of course, everybody's like, you did sink. And then Bartholomew speaks up. You know, you sank, Peter. You sank. And Peter's like, no one's going to remember who you are. <laughs> Bartholomew, is he, is he a disciple? Like, nobody's going to remember you. And Jesus is sitting there, and he's thinking to himself, man, how am I going to show these people what is really going on? Because you've totally missed the point. And he looks out, and he sees a bunch of proud hearts around the dinner table at a bunch of dirty feet. And he comes up with a plan. He, he reminds them of what was said in Matthew 23, 11. It says, the grace among you will be your servants. And so Jesus does something unimaginable. 
unthinkable in that culture and honestly unfathomable today in our world to think about what Jesus is about to do. It's found in John 13, 4 through 5. It says, so Jesus got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. Began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them on a towel that was wrapped around him. So he got up, looked around the room, stopped what he was doing. Instead of being offended by their argument, he serves them in the most humiliating way possible. You know, why wash the disciples' feet? Like, what's the big deal? Like, I mean, it's like, okay, you wash some feet. Like, I've heard the story a million times. Like, what's, what's so crazy about it? So in our culture, if you came to my house, you'd ring the doorbell, open the door, say, hey, how are you? Can I take your coat? You want something to drink? You, you want to take a seat? That's how we customarily open the door, right? We greet people. And that culture, you'd open the door, the host would open the door and say, hey, how are you? Hey, can, uh, do you, here's a, here's a kiss. Hi. You know, we don't do that. That's weird. We, that'd be awkward. I'm not going to kiss anybody, but my wife. They'll come later. All right, but then, then you could, hey, who, how can I wash your feet? Can I wash your feet? And if you said yes, you'd get, servant, servant, because the host wasn't going to wash the feet. I just want to make sure your feet are clean. I don't want you to get on the dirtiest. I got the servant here. Come on, servant. Come on up. And so the servant would come up, and the lowest level servant would come in and wash people's feet. So you can imagine like how nasty feet are, right? Like, uh, I don't know about you, but if I came to your house and you're like, hey, you want, you, want the, you want a Coke? You want a Pepsi? You want to sit down? Can I wash your feet? You're not going to want to touch these feet. You know what I'm talking about. They got that smell like an ape. You know, you got the toes. And Actually, my feet are nice and pretty, but it's all right. I like to wear socks. I'm one of those guys. If I have to walk on a rock, I'm going to start crying. Like, I always wear tennis shoes and socks. I don't walk around barefoot. That's just me. Now, my wife, she's got, like, feet of, like, iron and steel. And she can run across the hot lava and, and molten things. And she just does this. And she's got these, I'm not going to say anything about her, her toes, but. <laughs> <laughs> monkey toes, you know. Kind of, she's more ambidextrous. She can ride with all four appendages, you know what I'm saying? I love you, babe. <laughs> I'm in trouble, dude. I'm in trouble. So, anyway, so we kill up at night. <laughs> She's got iceberg feet. You know what I'm talking about? Complete icicles. And I'm apparently the heater. And my feet become heater, and she just sticks them on me. And I'm like, why, Jesus? Why? You know? Like, reasons to separate. Like, this is, I'm getting divorced over these feet. Like, this is nasty feet, you know? Like, nobody wants to wash somebody's feet. Matter of fact, I was in youth ministry. We had a game, uh, and it, the consequence, if you lost the game, was we had peanut butter we put on somebody else's foot, and you had to eat the peanut butter off their foot. <clears throat> That's exactly what they felt about it, too. <laughs> And I tell you what, I, the worst part was I had to go clean the vomit out of the sink in the youth room because so many people puked from the game, but it was awesome. So, but Jesus, can you imagine Jesus serving people in such a way? He comes to his own creation and bows before him in a, in a moment where really he could have just laid the smack, you know, and gets on his knees and washes their feet. So you got to understand who Jesus is. You got to understand that Jesus is the son of God. You understand around that room, these people would have been in shock because they're boasting about how great they are. And Jesus is like, I'm just going to teach you a humiliation lesson right now. That I am the son of God, you know that. I'm the, I'm the lion, I'm the, I'm the lamb. Like I'm the alpha omega. I was here, I spoke you into existence. Like he's the righteousness and he kneels down to his disciples and says, I'm going to serve you. Because whoever's the greatest leader is the greatest follower. Who's the greatest is the greatest servant. So he sees the need and says, hey, I'm going to do that. He sees the need and says, I'm going to minister to the need. I'm going to go to the lowest point. And so he gets out his robe, his little slave robe, a basin, and washes their feet. He does something that none of us would probably ever do. Voluntarily washes somebody's feet. You know, oftentimes you say this, I'm not doing that. 
I'm not doing that. I'm too good for that. That's below me. Like, that's, that's not me. Like, that's too, I'm too busy. It's too uncomfortable. It's, that's just nasty. There's no way I'm helping that out. I'm not doing that. And I started training myself just as I began to launch this church and as God's moved my heart just over and over again. Hey, is what is in front of me, is, is this an accident or is this an opportunity? Is this an opportunity from God? Is this an assignment from God, right? Is this something that, is this phone call an assignment from God? Is this interruption? Is this nasty thing going on in my life? Is this relationship falling apart? Is this an assignment from God? Is this what he wants for me right now? Should I serve him in this? Is, this? is this a way for me to serve somebody around me? So we just ask, like, give us eyes to see, right? Give us eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. Give me the ability to pause in that moment and say, God, is this from you? Should this be something I'm called to do? And so for me, like in those times of pride where I'm like most like, there's no way, like I've, I've got this going. I'm, I'm too comfortable, right? Like I'm too busy. I'm a pastor, right? Like I'm Sean Petrie. Of course I'm busy. I can't do this. I can't do that. That's what we all say to ourselves, right? And so let's give you an illustration of how kind of it looked like. So if you, you want rewind, this happens, you'll see it all the time in your life. And so one of the times that stuck out to me the most was we were helping out with the Ray Peck Foundation, put on an event at the Raypoor Elementary School. And uh, I was busy. I was like, man, I'm not, I can't make it out. They're doing haircuts and stuff. You don't want me to cut your hair, you know what I'm saying? And so I go out there. I'm just going to kind of cheerlead our team. I want to see what the foundation is doing, look at the different booths. And we end up taking a tour of the clothing closet. And you guys have seen some of the pictures of the clothing closet. And so I walk down in there, and I'm like, whoa. Like, somebody should really, like, fix this. It's got some PVC pipe on some rope. Like, there's not, like, any lighting. The, everything's painted different colors. There's stuff missing. Like, there's not enough space. There's kind of disheveled. Like, somebody really take care of that, you know? Like, that's pretty not, not professional. Like, it probably need, we, could, we could do better, but, you know, somebody's going to do it. And I began to walk up the stairs, and something just kind of, like, pulled me back. Like, hey, you. Tap, tap, tap. Holy Spirit, right? Kind of sign it for you. It's like, Okay. I hear you, God. Back to the clothing closet. <laughs> Let's look at this with different eyes. What can I do, right? What can I do? And they walk out and say, hey, this one's mine. Like, we can make a difference. So I go up the stairs, and I'm looking for, like, the leadership. And I, I, I see Allison Scott and Jody Houston, and there's Dana, and there's pretty much here's the part of the foundation board. I'm like, hey, guys, this is going to be really weird. I mean, this is not, like, going to make a lot of sense. But we're new here in town with the church, and if you need help to change that, like, I would love to j dive in and just fix this for you. Like, we could take all care of it. Like, we'll pay for everything. Like, just give me the green light. Like, I'll do it. But I know it's kind of weird. And Allison goes, well, are you a construction worker? I'm like, I am today. I am a construction worker today for Jesus. I'm going to do it. This one's mine. I'm going to take care of it. And you guys did an amazing job, and they took us up on that, that offer. I mean, I, I, I made the offer. Like, it wasn't like they asked me to do it. We said, no, we'll volunteer. we volunteer for something no one even asked us to do. And said, hey, God, we'll be available to do that. And a few months later, they asked us to do it. And then, you know, about a month later, we did it. And so it's exciting to be a part of what God does when he gives us an assignment, when God calls us out of the comfortable into something that is uncomfortable. And so today, many of you have friends like that, right, that have something that you could do. You know that person has got to move, right? Come on, you know, who owns a truck? You know I'm feeling the pressure, right? I had that 20-foot trailer. Oh, Lord Jesus, I sold that trailer. But I gave so many people moves. I love doing it, but it was a lot of time. But God calls you to do it, right? Sometimes you have that trash can next to the door, and it's like overflowing. And it's like, hey, man, you're a trash man today. This one's mine. 
You know, some of us, we have a teenager around us, we could pour into our life, and you could be a counselor today. You know, some of us, we have just different things, right? We have a nursery, you got kids, you, gotta, you got, can change a diaper for Jesus, right? Like, I'm going to do it, that one's mine, baby. I'm going to take that diaper for Jesus. And so today, you are a trash man. Today, you're the construction worker. Today, you are the lawn mower. You're the lawn boy today. You can be a lawn boy, you know, you got a neighbor next to you that, that's a widow, you know, some, an elderly lady, somebody's elderly next to you, and you say, hey, I'm going to mow their grass. I'm going I'm to do it today. I'm the lawn boy. You know, today you're going to be the best butt wiper for Jesus you can be, right? Like you're going to get every piece of poop out of that crack like there's a crack of Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. Like, do all things for the glory of God, whether you eat or drink, wiping butts for Jesus. You're going to do it all the way, right? It's going to be the cleanest butt I've ever walked out of real life church. That's what you're going to do for Jesus, because we're called to serve. We're called to make a difference. You know, I just want to uh, just get you thinking about this, but... Hold on a second. I'm old. Hold on. Selfie. Yeah, I, get, I look like a big dork. <laughs> but I was going to tell you, when you serve, you don't have to get the most likes. You don't have to get the most likes on Instagram and Facebook when you serve. You don't have to be that person that says, man, I'm just going to serve to get some accolade. Like, I'm going to serve because people need to know I'm serving. We don't have to do that. We don't do that for that. We serve because we get to serve, right? Amen? Like, we're not looking for applause. We're not looking for somebody to say, great job with that litter box. Oh, we smell so fresh today. Thank you for cleaning those dishes I asked you three weeks ago. Thank you for doing what you already told to do. Thank, thank you for showing up. Thank you for mowing my grass. Thank you for all the work you do. We don't do for that. We lead from acceptance. We don't lead for acceptance. We are accepted by Jesus, amen? Like we serve because Jesus served. Jesus knelt down and washed the feet. And so we're gonna wash people's feet. And I believe when you wash their feet that God has an opportunity to wash their heart. If you wanna clean somebody up, they're living a life that's just filthy and dirty. You gotta get dirty. You gotta serve them. And they see something different and it changes them. Imagine the humiliation on the disciples when Jesus washed their feet. Who's the greatest? Oh, got that one wrong. It was the person who served was the greatest. You know, serving is just, just not about actions. You know, sometimes we say, hey, I serve, I serve. It's really about attitude. Serving is really about attitude. It's not just doing it. Serving isn't about doing it. Serving is about being it. Like, we don't just serve. We serve. It's who we are. Serving is who we are. Serving is a part of us. It's just ingrained in us. We're just going to go serve. We're going to do it. And, you know, I think about even being here at KT. And one of the things we do, we have a dream team. And it's snowed every Sunday since last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is going on? Jerry's always messing with me. He goes, man, you're not living right, man. You're not living right. I'm like, me and the other 3,000 pastors around this area. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just keeps coming on Sundays. April 15th, showers. Yeah, great. You know, how is that possible? And, you know, part of that is, like, we get, we get out there and we shovel the sidewalks, right? We got here helping out with the, with the KT facility. And if you don't know our story, we have an awesome uh, facility guy, uh, Jander Frank. And he just is phenomenal. Even today, he's pulling cases out of the trailer with us at 6 in the morning. It's absolutely incredible. And so over the, the, the past, like, two or three months now, whatever it's been, there's been a few times where it snowed, but it happened after church. As we kind of were leaving, it started snowing. It was like, hey, it's going to be like a two or three inch snow, like something bigger. And so, I, you know, I'm, we're exhausted, right? Like, I mean, I get up at like 5.30, and we're, we're already at trailers by 6, and we're unloading here. We just go, go, go. I get home about 2 o'clock. And so I get home, and I'm like, man, I'm just going to relax. And all of a sudden, what about Frank? What's Frank doing? It's like, you know, he's got a shovel today. I'm going to call Frank up. Hey, Frank, how you doing, man? 
oh, I'm just cleaning. Are you shovel yet? Oh man, I got a couple more hours of getting ice melt off this concrete inside. I'm running this thing around. I got a couple hours of cleaning inside. Hey dude, we're gonna come up, we're gonna shovel. Oh no, no, you don't do that. It's like, we'll see you. So I get back in my truck, get back my snow shovels. I call up some buddies. Hey Josh, man, who's alive? Come to me, come help me. And we get out here and we start shoveling for Jesus. We start shoveling the sidewalks. And all of a sudden, Frank's like, I didn't know you guys were here. Like, we were halfway down. You know, they shovel all the way to Spring Valley. You know what I'm saying? This isn't like a small shovel. They just keep on going. Like, it's shoveling the neighborhood over there because we want kids to get in the snow. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're killing me. We shoveled so well, he didn't know there's sidewalks over there. I mean, seriously, like, Frank, I didn't know there's a sidewalk there. I'm like, dude, we're doing too good a job. It's awesome. Then we did all the curb lines. And, you know, we know how to shovel. We got back. We can do this. And so it's just a part of who we are. It's just part of who we are. We, we just do it. We just do it. We just, just who, I can't help it. We got to serve. We got to serve. You know what's incredible about the story of Frank is you know, God really did some work in his heart last week. He stepped in just rambling and said, man, God just really spoke to me. And because we had that, we had the opportunity to, to speak into his heart. Because we washed his feet. Because we served him, he serves back. And God spoke to him and said, make, us make, make some changes. And it was incredible what God's been doing. God's been working inside the life of our janitor at our school. That's incredible. It's incredible because we serve. Because we serve. Give it up for God. That's incredible what God is doing. And that's how you reach people. You got to get filthy. You got to get out that slave apron. You got to get that little, little bucket of water out. And you got to get into the nasty things in life. And you got to serve people. And I remember when I was in Africa in 2011, most humiliating moment in my entire life. And there's a group of uh, um, Togonese. I don't know how you say the Togonese, I guess. We're in Togoville, Togo, West Africa. It is the absolute poorest place I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you can imagine. You can't, I can't really describe it, but I'm going to try. But you know, they're all sewage and, and, and the just the, the jaundice and the sickness and the average life expectancies in low 30s. And you're there and like, hey man, we're gonna wash your guys' feet. So these staff members and ministry leaders are from this area are gonna wash our team's feet. And you know what is humiliating about it is that when somebody that you never would have served them serves you, is absolutely humiliating. I mean, it's humiliating the poorest people in the world I don't deserve for you to wash my feet in a moment it clicked serving is not what we do serving is who we are serving is who we are if you want to be the greatest then you're going to be a servant I imagine there's probably a lot of foot washers and some shoe shiners up in heaven that get a lot closer seats than a lot of us because they're willing to get dirty now in that moment I was humbled and so I come here and I'm like, I'm just going to serve. Just point me in a direction. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. Not just in church, but everywhere. Because it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about the Instagram. It's not about the looks. It's not about the likes. It's, it's about Jesus. And Jesus set that example for us. You know, here's, here's what we say. You know, we have people come to our church all the time and you hear this like, I visit a lot of churches and, you know, this is like, you know, the 13th church I've been to and I didn't like that church and like this church and that thing and this thing and that, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like the, 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 church, the church search and you're like, man, then it gets awkward because they find I'm a pastor and they're like, oh, you know, like you're talking to people in, in, uh, in neighborhoods and Scott always rats me out when I'm talking to people. He's like, hey, this is my pastor. I'm like, doggone it. Now conversations go sideways. I can't find out who they really are. They're going to lie to me now, you know? I got to be pastor now. Dang it. No, it's good. But you have people come in, you know, and it's like they can't find a church for them. It's like, man, come on, dude. The church isn't about you. Like, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not even about itself. 
The church is about Jesus. We get to serve Jesus. We get to show up. I'm not here to be served. Our church isn't about us. It's about the world around us. It's not about serving here. It's not about making this thing awesome. It's about serving people out there that need Jesus. It doesn't exist for itself. It exists for something bigger than itself. There's people who need Jesus. We get to serve, so find somewhere to serve. You're never gonna find a church that's gonna serve all you. It's not about you. If I didn't serve you, I'd be ashamed. We're here to serve other people. We get to be able to play a part of the story of God, the greatest name Jesus ever known. That's the name we banner up. That's the name we fly. That's the name we want to have. We're not flying our name. We're not flying our direction. We're flying the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And we don't go out there and say, Jesus saves. We're flying. We're out there serving feet. Clean feet. Serving serving in the shadows. Serving in the darkest places of our city. Because I believe that Jesus can change our city. Like what if we became foot washers for Jesus, right? Like, how would our city change if we said, hey, I'm going to serve somebody today? You got a relationship that's not going well? Serve them. Serve them. Start doing things that you never do. Dishes. Just kidding. Vacuum. You know, do things. Like, serve them. Love them. Care about them. Get into the mess. Because I'm telling you, when, when God, like, when people serve you, God speaks to your heart. Because when you're humiliated by somebody else saying, man, I'm, I love you enough to serve you. I love you enough to serve you. I love you enough to serve you. I care about you enough to come back after I've been here for eight hours and you've been here just as long as me to shovel snow. And I shovel snow for a long time. I don't like shoveling snow anymore. I'm gonna come back because I know it's gonna make a difference in your life because you do so much for us. I wanna make a difference in your life. Then God begins to speak in their heart. And so if you wanna make a difference, I encourage you to serve like Jesus. Father God, we come before you today. God, we just lift you up. God, I pray that our church, God, will be the greatest generation of servants ever walked on the earth. God, I pray that we'd meet needs, God, that we wouldn't look at ourselves, God, that we can do it, that this one's mine. I can do this. I can do this. This foot is mine. We're gonna look for ways to serve, God. We're gonna share the love of Christ around the world through serving. Let's have a few questions this morning as we continue to pray. If you're a Jesus follower and you say, hey, you know what? I wanna be more sensitive to the needs around me. I want my eyes to be opened. Like I want my ears to be attentive. I wanna look for God's assignments in my life. If that's you today, you say a bigger servant Jesus, would you just lift your hands up right now if you say I'm a bigger servant Jesus? I see your guys' hands. I see your hands. That's so awesome up all around the room. That's incredible. You guys can put your hands out for a second. I got one more question on there. But if you're following Jesus and you say, hey, this is my church. This is where I go. This is, where I, this is where I plant my feet. And I have gifts, I have talents, but I'm not using them to my full ability. I mean, I'm not in my capacity. Now, that's no longer acceptable for me. Like, I want to do more for God. I want to play a part of the family. God, I want to give. I want to serve. I want to contribute. I want to pray. Like, I want to find my gifts and place here at Real Life Church. I want to make a difference in this church. Will you just lift your hands up right now if that's you? You say, I want to make a bigger difference in our church. And I see hands up all around. That's incredible. I just want to pray for you guys right now. God, just help us to give opportunity in front of this. God, I pray that people find the joy of serving, God. I pray that we wake up every day on mission. God, I pray that we'd find a passion, God, that we'd be used by you to further your kingdom. Thank you for those that just said, I want to humble myself like Jesus. God, I don't want to be a slave for you, God. I want to lift your name up, God. I pray to be passionate, passionate looking for assignments from you, God, that every moment, every interruption, God, every phone call, it's just not about us, God. You're putting us on assignment, on mission every day. I pray we don't miss it, God. I pray we don't miss it. You know, somewhere, someone here today might recognize that you want to make a difference in the world, but you're not sure you really know where you stand with God. Maybe you feel like you're doing something wrong. Maybe you feel like your feet are dirty, your heart's dirty. You feel like you just can't clean yourself up good enough for God. 
And so today, I just want to tell you, it's not about all that. You don't have to clean your life up for God to use you. You don't have to change yourself. You don't have to become a better you. You don't have to work harder, try harder, pray more, go to church more. Jesus accepts you just as you are. You don't have to clean your life up. Jesus came to serve you. Jesus came to wash your feet. Jesus took your sin and nailed it to his cross. And he rose again and he conquered sin, death, and hell for you. And so Jesus will transform your life this morning. He will set you free from your sin this morning. And so if you confess your sin to God, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.